You want to change the world, son. So do I. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Curious Christians Podcast. I am your host, Brandon Shavera, here with my co-host, Pastor Roger Kranz. Hey everyone. Guys, as always, we are super excited to have you here listening to this podcast. This is a podcast where we are a group of curious Christians who uh, answer questions about Christianity with our experienced pastor here. If you guys have ever had a question about something uh, to do with the Christian faith, uh, a particular question, even if it's... Uh, a question against the faith and that we're able to debunk it or solve it or talk to you about it. That's what we're here for. We're not here to shy away from any questions. We're here to open up topics and to uh, really answer these tough questions. Yeah, you know, and it's funny, the uh, people that are here locally with us, they, they've been seeing me out about and about and they, they stop me and ask me questions. And I'm like, why don't you write this in so we can cover it on the podcast, you know? So um, I'm just kind of having making, keeping mental notes and, and trying to remember these questions so we can uh, bring them to light on the podcast. But it's funny, you know, the local people are, are, are hitting on me now. So it's funny. <laughs> Well, yeah, uh, guys, I know we say it every podcast, and if you're not writing in, then we're not getting these questions. So don't think that someone else is going to do it. It takes a few seconds. If you guys are curious about something, uh, seriously, go on the website and just write it in. Create that account, and that way you guys can become a part of this family, and uh, we'll even get you a t-shirt for it. Like I said, we're ordering some new stuff, too, uh, so be on the lookout for that. But uh, we're, we're trying to build this this community and this family to be strong and tighten it and all uh, understanding of each other and each other's questions. And we're having a blast doing it. So Brandon, what is our topic for today? Tonight is going to be a phrase that I've heard you use for the last seven years, six years, however long <laughs> I've, I've listened to you. And uh, you, you say it all too often. And I love it because it really defines who we're supposed to be. So it's about being a peculiar Christian. So um, that could have been the title of this podcast too, the the peculiar Christians. <laughs> That's right. So, um, but yeah, it's about standing out. So you know, you've secured your faith. You believe in Jesus. You know that you're uh, that you're going to heaven and that you're going to spend eternity with the Father. Now you still have to live this life. You still have to run this race and you know uh, do God's will and all that. But how do you stand out? How do you become a peculiar person? It doesn't mean that you have to go out there and preach to every single person you see, but how does somebody look at you and say, that person, there's something about that guy? Well, I, I think you just answered your own question. You know, that's that's the biggest part of what we, you know, what we strive for. Um, and it, it's one of the ways that we can gauge how we're doing in our walk with God is, is that we should stand out and we should look peculiar to the rest of the world. You know that's what Jesus looked like to the rest of the world. You know when when he walked the earth, he was um, he was standing out, and people were you know seeing the difference in him than in themselves, and uh, and that's why crowds would gather. And uh, the, you know the Bible says uh, you know Jesus showed up here and a multitude with him. That's why because there were so many peculiar things about him that people just hadn't seen before. And, um, and I think that's a great way for a Christian to gauge their walk with God. You know, it's a great way for do a little uh, evaluation of yourself and say, am I peculiar? Do people see me as peculiar? We had a, um, uh, several years ago, I was uh, uh, teaching a Sunday school class and um, God just impressed upon my heart to ask everyone in the class to um, interview uh, 10 people that they randomly came across that week and uh, interview them and say, ask them, 
you know, am I, do, do I stand out different from other people? You know, what do you see in me that's different? And, uh, and the exercise was for them to write down the comments and bring them back the next Sunday. And uh, what, a, what a really uplifting um, exercise that was for everyone because most of the people in the class realized that they, they had no idea, but now they realize that people saw them differently and they saw a, a difference in them and a change in them. And it was, for the most part, all positive. So it was really uplifting to the whole class to know that people see them um, differently from perhaps the way they saw themselves. So is being peculiar about actions then? I think a big part of it is, yeah, it's, uh, you know, I think it, if, you, if we were to break it down, it'd probably have lots of different categories like your witness and, you know, obviously a lot of the physical things that we do. Um, but, you know, if you were to break it down, there'd probably be, I don't know, 10 different categories. But, uh, you know, all in all, the Bible says that we should be peculiar to the rest of the world. And, um, you know, just to give you an example of that, uh, Jesus on the Sermon on the Mount is a great example because he, he shared with the, the, the multitude that was listening, you know, um, things like he said, um, you know, it's been said an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say unto you, you know, that whosoever shall smite thee on the right cheek, turn to him also the other cheek. And, uh, you know, when, when a, a, the, the normal everyday person hears that, uh, you know, like if you ask the question, if you're walking down the road and somebody walks up to you and slaps you across the face, would you turn your other cheek to them? You know, most people are not going to say yes to that. You know what I mean? Of course not. Most people are going to say, no, I'm going to lay them out, you know, or deck them or whatever. But, um, you know, that's, that's what Jesus told us to do. You know, he said, you know, that's one of the things that make us peculiar. Um, because why would a Christian do that? It, is it because they're weak or because they're, you know, they're trying to be meek and lowly? No, not at all. Uh, it's because a Christian is full of faith and faith enough to believe that, you know, if, if someone comes up and slaps you on your cheek, you should be peculiar. You should be different. You should react differently than the way everyone else reacts. And you might be um, peculiar to people who you don't think ever uh, view or recognize you as being peculiar. Um, so there's a story that I have, and I, I think I've told you this one before, but I know I have never told anyone else. Um, we used to have uh, an individual who went to this church by the name of Johnny. And uh, so you know, when I was younger, me and my friends, we would go to the beach and, uh, we, it was probably during spring break. Uh, and Johnny was sitting at the end of the beach access talking to people about Jesus. Now this is Panama city beach, Florida. And this is back when probably in like 2000 and maybe 10, 2011 or whatever. And, uh, if you know anything about the spring break around here, I mean, this was all out chaos. So for mm. someone to be down there talking to drunk spring breakers who came up about Jesus was a bold move. And so, um, I, I remember we came up from the beach access and, uh, he asked us, he goes, uh, Hey, you know, can I talk to you guys for a second? Do you, do you know about Jesus? And, uh, we all blew him off you know, very quickly. Mm -hmm. And so I remember getting out, you know, getting in the car and I remember people were kind of laughing and snickering about it and driving off. And I didn't think like that. Obviously I wasn't a developed Christian at the time, so I didn't say anything, but I just, I thought, you know, I, I didn't say anything mean about him. I just 
you know, I don't really remember what I thought about him, but I remember everyone else was kind of snickering. I just thought like, whatever, man, just, just leave him alone. Let's go do the next thing. I would have never realized that, you know, three years later, I would have wind up at the church that he was at <laughs> and that, you know, I would see him and we would go to the same church and fellowship together. So it, mm-hmm. it was very peculiar at the time to see him doing that. And then to later on connect with him down the road, I have to know that God kind of found almost like a sense of humor in that. And he was like, you know, that's funny that you just passed that guy up and <laughs> you'd later go to church with him. So it is, it's about standing out and you don't have to, uh, you don't have to do that. You don't have to go in the middle of, you know, the worst time of the year and go preach to people. But, um, I know we've talked about even simply just opening up the door for someone and saying, you know, God bless you or whatever. That's being peculiar. That's showing that you are a different person because who does that nowadays? That's right. You know, and, and the, the, the thing about a Christian, you know, the, the, the Bible actually, um, breaks it down to us. And even in many different areas, it says a real Christian, uh, oh no, excuse me, a true Christian. So, um, you know, when a true Christian is, is, is out there, there's two things, you know, that we want to keep on our mind. One is that, um, we want to have an ear to hear the spirit, you know, like it's, it's not just that you wake up on a Saturday morning and say, you know, I think I'll, uh, go down to the beach and just, um, start preaching or start telling people about Jesus. You know, you want to have an ear to hear the spirit, let the spirit lead you to do those kind of things, you know, because that's where we need to be, where we are, we should be. And another thing that makes us, um, peculiar is that we should become in our transition or our our transformation with God, we should become obedient. And so who, you know, not obedient to ourselves, obedient to God. And so as a Christian, we should all have an ear to hear the spirit when it's, when he speaks to us. But you know, the, the, the other part about being peculiar, I mean, uh, just going back to that sermon on the Mount, you know, there's another place that Jesus says, you know, you've heard that it's been said, thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. But I say unto you, you know, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you and pray for them that despitefully use you and persecute you. So, you know, that's pretty peculiar in this world we live in, right? Because when we have someone that we consider an enemy, the last thing we want to do is pray for them. And you see what I'm, the last thing we want to do is anything good for them, right? But as a Christian, God tells us that we should pray for our enemies, right? And, and, and actually go an extra mile and love our enemies and pray for those that, that uh, despitefully use us and persecute us. Man, that's, that's a tall order, you know? But when you're, when you're walking as a Christian and God's transforming your life by renewing your mind and your heart, you know, you're, you're learning to walk in love. And what you realize over time is what makes you peculiar is that, that, that love overrides everything else. That love becomes paramount and at the top of the priority list in your life. And that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, when when you walk in love, uh, it, it definitely drips off you, and people are able to to see it. Um, I know I've shared the story about me going into Publix the day that I felt like you know overwhelmed with God in my life, and uh, the way people reacted just to me being around them. And so, um, it doesn't always work like that either. Though you might be having uh, a day where you're just you cross paths with someone who's having a terrible day, and uh, it may not work like that, but 
it doesn't mean that they don't still see you as peculiar. So it, it's not the reaction that makes you peculiar. It's your attitude. And so it, it, it's definitely something that um, it, it might be a learned trait. It might be something that as your walk grows with God, um, that you get better at, uh, that you find yourself more comfortable doing. Because a lot of the things that make you peculiar are things that are uh, maybe uncomfortable to you. So it may be like, I find it easy to be nice to people, you know, just, uh, I explained that that was the way I grew up. My mom and dad sure. instilled in me just kindness, but to open the door for someone and they say, thank you. And I was like, Oh, you're welcome. But for me to open the door and they say, thank you. And it's like, you know, Jesus loves you. Oh, it's a little, it's a little, give me a moment here. You know, <laughs> let me, let me, let me compose myself. It takes a little bit more for me to, to get that out. So, but I'm working on it. And I will get to the point where I'm able to go and to talk to people about Jesus. And, uh, you know, I think even this this podcast starting off and me being able to talk to people makes it a little peculiar for me because I'm not exactly the type of guy who would usually do that. And that's opened up avenues for me to talk about. You know, one of my favorite things about this podcast is that um, so many people have heard about it uh, in my regular life that have asked me about it. Right. And it forces me. It absolutely forces me to talk about it. And it's difficult because they're like, so you uh, you do a Christian podcast. And that's where the moment hits me. It's like, well, we've been friends for a while. And I've never once said anything about God to you. So I'm on the moment. <laughs> There's the spot. So then I have to tell them the story. You know, hey, this, this is kind of what it's been. You know, I've been in the church for this many years. And I've kind of neglected God. Uh, but I started this podcast. And so far, man, I've just, I've just gotten so happy. Like everything in my life is changing for the better. You know, I really feel like God's, you know, loving me and affecting me. And I've had some people who have given me the generic answer. Oh, that's great, man. And they, they'll move on to the next topic. Mm-hmm. And I've had some people who seem genuinely interested in it. And that opens up topics. You know, out of everyone who's talked to me about the podcast, there's actually been a few who have dived in. And A, the conversation went somewhere where Jesus' name was mentioned or they started talking about God or something. These are people who I would have never imagined that I would have ever even spoken the name around. And so it gives me this avenue. And that right there made me peculiar. Yeah, and one of the other things that make us peculiar is anytime we step out and do anything for God like this podcast, um, and we're giving him the glory for it, you know, I I think that's a big piece of this is another thing that makes us peculiar is that we don't take the the glory of it on to ourselves. You know, God is blessing this where our numbers are growing daily. And and so we want to give God the glory for that. I think when we, anytime we do that, God opens up other avenues for us to take take our walk with him even further. And uh, just two, two quick examples, you know, when, when you were asked to do the prayer, the opening prayer for that big event. Man, out it was here nerve wracking. Yeah, but, but look, it was another opportunity, <laughs> it right? Was. That you probably wouldn't have gotten had they not heard about the podcast, right? And the same thing with me, you know, um, today I was in, I, I have a business relationship with, um, this lady, she's a, kind of like the, an accountant for one of the businesses I work with. And, um, and so she came to me today and, <laughs> you know, it's funny. She, she didn't want anybody else to hear this conversation. So she was whispering. She said, you know, I, I know that you pray and I know that you have a relationship with God. And I just wanted to ask you to pray for my daughter because she's going through a rough time and, and you know, she's got some physical needs. And um, I just would appreciate if you'd pray for her. And, uh, and uh, you know, what? anytime someone asks us to pray for them, it's such an honor, 
you know, it's an honor and we don't, we don't take it lightly. So, you know, we told her, of course we would, and we prayed for her daughter. And then, uh, you know, I think I've shared many times on the podcast every morning we get up and, and several of us get around the round table at my house. We, we have a place called the round table and we, we extend our hands to each other. We all join hands and we pray for all the things that the things and the people that have come into our lives that have asked for prayer. And so um, I took a picture of the hands across the table, uh, which was real powerful. And I, I emailed that to this lady and said, um, your daughter's been prayed for at the round table this morning. And so actually that was yesterday. So today I saw her again and she came up to me and said, I really appreciate that email. That, that, that gave me so much hope to know that someone's out there praying for my daughter. And uh, you know, that, that that's the thing that, that's another thing that makes us peculiar is that, you know, as a pastor, people ask me to pray for them all the time. But one of the things God has me do is share with them, you know, God's, God's wanting to hear from you too. You know, you're coming to me because you think I have this, uh, this extra special connection with him, but it's no different than the connection you, you can have with him by just having faith enough to believe that you can ask him for the same things I am. Exactly. You know, so we don't, we don't, I mean, we still pray for him. We, we still honor the, the, the request, but we also share with them that they can, they can be that peculiar person too. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's a great representation of um, you being able to uh, almost provide strength for her through God. Um, right. But they they do. They look at you and they say, man, that's someone that is a man of God. That is someone who I can go to and rely on. And it would be nice for them to understand that they can have that type of relationship, too. But that right in and of itself, when you look at that, that's... Uh, that's amazing that you, you know, that people believe in you that much. So, you know, another part of being peculiar when I think about it is looking at yourself and uh, it may not even be how other people view it. And I'll give an example. Like I, I think today something peculiar happened in my life. So uh, today I had a medical check. And so basically what happened was the, uh, the city had paid for, it was a physical, but it was like an in-depth physical. Like they hook you up to all these wires. They did an ultrasound of every single one of my organs. <laughs> and I, I was pretty nervous. Like I, I, I really was. Um, less than a year ago, um, I, was, I actually went to the ER. Um, I was having really bad chest pains. I didn't know what was going on. I was freaking out. So um, I, went to the, uh, I went to the hospital and basically they had run all sorts of tests and everything came back uh, pretty okay. You know, I had some acid reflux issues and uh, my, uh, what's, what's the word for it? The blood stress level blood raises pressure. your blood pressure. Yes. <laughs> I had to think about that for a second. Yeah. My blood pressure was high. And um, besides that though, everything else kind of seemed like it was normal. So um, fast forward. I've done absolutely nothing to, <laughs> to really fix that scenario. Um, I, I started taking some stuff for my um, acid reflux. But besides that, I've done absolutely nothing. I, I still eat like, you know, garbage and uh, I need to change that. You know, I know you guys have heard it multiple times on here that I, that I want to go on a diet. But so I, you know, to, to bring it back, I, I was really nervous because um, I haven't had a physical in probably seven years. And the reason is because if I don't know it, if I don't know that something's wrong with me, nothing's wrong with me. I don't have to worry about it. I can just think that if I exercise, then everything's going to be okay. But if I find out something's wrong with me, 
then something's wrong with me and I have to live with that and I have to think about it. So it was really, um, it was a bigger deal than, uh, than it seems to some people. Some people are like, man, you're getting a physical, whatever. No, for me, that was a big deal because I was really scared that something was actually wrong with me. I, I, you know, I still frequently have some type of pains in my chest and little things like that. So they, they start off and they start looking at everything and they, they go over my blood work first and they said, man, everything looks great. Even my, even your cholesterol level looks great. And I'm thinking, man, I, you know, I eat terrible. You're telling me my cholesterol level is great. You're like, yeah, so everything looks good. I went on to the ultrasound. I'm like, oh, here it comes, here it comes. You just <laughs> tell me how, tell me how long I have to live. I'll, I'll figure it out. So she starts going through and she goes, I'll, I'll let you know if I see anything. She goes after one organ, after the other, after the other. Looks good. Yeah, this looks good. Okay. That looks great here. All right. Those arteries look good. This already looks good. And I'm thinking to myself, what is going on? Like, I, like you're going to tell me something? Because my, my buddies had already done it, and they told me, they're like, yeah, it shows like you have a little bit of plaque buildup here and stuff. So they, they, they'll tell you if there's a little bit of something. Mm-hmm. And she just kept going through. No, this looks great. Yeah, this looks great too. This looks awesome. <laughs> then I went and did uh, the, the physical portion where they hook you up with all sorts of wires like you would see in um, like movies or whatever when they hook up all the athletes and they have wires just dripping off them. So they hook me up to all that, and I'm, I'm running, and they're measuring my heart rate, and I'm thinking, here, here it is. Here it is. My, my heart's going to skip seven beats and that's it. My life's over. They're going to tell me I can never run again. Mm-hmm. And so I'm freaking out and they get done. She goes, no, everything looked great. She goes, your, your heart increased the way it was supposed to. And, uh, everything, everything was wonderful. And I'm thinking at this point now I'm like almost astonished. I'm like, what's going on? Nothing, nothing's wrong. They told me I had a little bit of, uh, uh, a fatty liver or whatever they said it wasn't an issue they're like that's a self-regenerating organ so as long as you change your diet a little bit Mm -hmm. it's nothing to be worried about that was the only thing they said so i'm sitting here and i'm like wow i'm like thank you jesus i'm like i cannot (laughs) believe this and so to me that was just insane because there was people who work out have a great diet and they got told that something was semi wrong with them. Not, not that they were in any danger, but there was a little bit of this, a little bit of that. They got told all those things. And me, who I eat garbage food, <laughs> and I have not been taking care of myself. I need to. But for them to say that everything looks absolutely perfect, I could not believe that. And I had to believe that that was God taking care of me because he knows that I'm here for a better purpose. So I want to take care of myself now so that I can keep myself in that condition to take care of. It's funny. My wife called me and she goes... Um, she goes, how, so how'd everything go? I said, well, so I gotta be honest with you. They, they told me I'm clinically fat and she started, <laughs> she started laughing. <laughs> she goes, no, 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 my, my fat to body ratio or whatever was higher than it was supposed to be. But I said, besides being clinically fat, I'm good. <laughs> so I started laughing, but you know, it, it really is. It's, it's, it's crazy to think that, um, someone in my position has everything that looks good. And so I, I thank God for that. But when I look at that, I see that as being peculiar in my life. I don't see that as uh, a coincidence. You know, you say it all the time, you know, call a coincidence if you like, that's an act of God. You know, I, I think the same thing, you know, I've, I have had the chest pains. I have had moments where I feel like medically I'm not, you know, as good as I should be, mm-hmm. but everything's showing good. My organs are showing good. Everything's functioning the way it's supposed to. That's because God's taking care of me. Yeah. Well, you had a lot of prayer too behind you. I did. And, I did. Uh, definitely. Everybody was praying that you had good results and that, you know, it's so, so I think you just pointed out, you know, being peculiar runs not only physical, but you know, spiritual, 
emotional, psychological, you know, we can be peculiar in so many ways. And that's why, you know, kind of towards the, as he was ending up that portion of the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus also says, be ye therefore perfect, even as your father, which is in heaven, is also perfect. And what he meant by that was, you know, he's, he's talking about being perfect in love. You know, what makes you peculiar? I think every Christian should understand what makes us peculiar when we're talking about being peculiar. And that's when we walk this life in love because you just don't see that love out there anymore. Uh, you know, not that you ever did, but the, the, the kind of love that he's, or, or perfection he's talking about there is walking in a, in a perfection of love where when, you know, someone does hurt you in some way, you don't retaliate. Uh, you don't, you know, allow something to fester in your heart where it becomes a sin to you. You, 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 you take what, what was given to you and then you ask God for help with it. And, you know, you turn that situation around. I mean, God, you know, we, we can speak with authority on this because we're 58 years old. God has done that many times in our life where someone has done us wrong and rather than react the way that, you know, a normal worldly person would, we reacted peculiar as God instructed us to. And because we did that, the situation was not only turned around, but the situation was made better and the relationship was made better. And that's really where God's trying to get us. It's, it's it, it, you know, this portion of the Sermon on the Mount teaches us to be peculiar and, uh, and th that others should see us as peculiar. And, uh, you know, if, if, uh, if you want to be challenged by this uh, podcast, you know, go out and, and uh, ask 10 random people, uh, you know, do you see something different in me than you do in other people? And just see what their reaction is. See what they see, what kind of answers you get. I think you'll be surprised. You might even get the cops called on you. So if you ask the wrong person, <laughs> you ask the wrong person. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it says to uh, be perfect as, as your father in heaven, that, that verse is, it's true, but it's very, uh, it's very frightening at the same time. God gives us the ability, nothing that Jesus didn't have. In fact, we have more than Jesus had. We went over in another podcast, talked about how Jesus didn't even live with the Holy Spirit in him for the first portion of his life. And yet he was still able to live perfect. So what excuse do we have? So he gives us the ability to be perfect. Does anyone in this world think that they have the ability to be perfect? Perfect. He gives us it, but man, it doesn't even seem like it's obtainable or possible. I mean, but that lives within us. That that ability to live like that is in us and we can do it. Exactly. And you know, here's, here's the rule of thumb. If it wasn't possible, he wouldn't have said it. So it, obviously it is possible. And, and it's, you know, you're, I'm glad you brought that up because I'm sure every, most people probably feel that way when they hear that God tell instructs us you know, to be therefore perfect as your father, which is in heaven is also perfect. Uh, I'm sure everybody gets anxiety over that. Oh, right. How am I supposed to be perfect? But it's, it's not a, it's not a worldly perfection. It's a, it's a perfection of love that God sees in you, which makes you complete, which allows you to, to walk this earth as a peculiar person. And, uh, you know, like the, the, the illustration that we give all the time, dripping love wherever you go, so when people st uh, stumble across it, it leads them to the cross, you know? Yeah. And like I said, it, it's just something that you have to get in your mind. Uh, it's like you said, you know, he wouldn't say it if it's not obtainable. It is right. possible. So as, as difficult as it may seem to, you know, walk across 
uh, you know, you, obviously in there he was talking about, you know, someone slaps, you turn the other cheek. I think it's more relatable in our society to have someone um, almost like throw you under the bus. How many times have you been going up for that promotion? And they're like, hey, you remember when Steve did this? And it's like, what are you talking about, man? You're, you just threw me under the bus. It's harder to, to find that type of um, godliness in you to say, you know what? I'm just going to let that slide. And we're just going to move on from this. It's hard in today's society because there's so much pent up anger and you grow up with that. And so I think everyone who's listening probably has a story where they've, you know, had somebody do something wrong to them. And guess what? They reacted and they, you know, they did the wrong thing. And uh, obviously they can be forgiven for that. Mm -hmm. And it was just a missed opportunity. You know, um, I'd shared on the podcast before about the story where the real estate agent had uh, basically sent me a really nasty email um, over over something. I mean, if you guys haven't heard, you guys can go back and listen. I'm not going to go into the full story. But basically, the gist is, is that I had wrote out an email to send back to her six or seven times, a, a bad email. You know, like they, she wouldn't have been my customer anymore. And so um, and if you're listening to this, and you're my customer. It wasn't you. So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> that covers all bases. That's right. So anyway, um, so but no, I, I, I said, you know what? I'm just going to let this one go. And I did. And that was me being peculiar to just say, hey, we're going to settle this. Here you go. We're gonna, this is over. You know, And, and I, I didn't do it mean. I didn't do it condescendingly. I did it in love. And guess what? It was great. And so that's the type of uh, that's the type of area that you have to get in, and it's not easy to get there. Trust me, it, it's it's not. I mean, I can tell you that I probably would have wrote that email the day before, and there's been times since that that I probably would have wrote that email. So, but it's about building from what you have and moving forward. And do I believe that she probably saw that email after she was having a bad day and saw a peculiar person? Probably, because if you listen to that story. The ending is that she sent me back a nice email and basically said she was having a bad day. And so it was able to almost put the nail in it and say that was the right thing. Yeah, I think it's important also to bring out when you told that story the first time. And you didn't mention it this time. I think you just kind of overlooked it. But when you told that story the first time, you said God spoke to your heart and told you not to send that email. He did. And you were obedient to it. And so you didn't send the email, and then he he instructed you to go ahead and buy the flash drive, go bring yeah. it to her, and get this resolved. And and because you did that, and because of your obedience, and and uh, because you just listened to God, uh, the outcome was a, a positive one, and the relationship was saved, and you looked like a peculiar person. Exactly, and it was a great witness. Yep. So so many good things come out of being a peculiar person. Definitely. Guys, if, uh, you know, we, he challenged you earlier and we're just going to kind of end it with that challenge here. Uh, you don't have to go out and, you know, go telling every single person, hey, do you know Jesus? Hey, do you know Jesus? To every single person. But to be peculiar, you have to stand out a little bit and do do something, anything, whether it is just opening a door for someone and, you know, saying God bless you or something like that, or whether or not it's just dripping love wherever you go and just having that infectious uh, attitude when you walk around that people are like, man, what is what is that guy got? Because I want it. And we've all seen that. We've all seen that person who just looks happy and we want to obtain everything. So um, find the way to be peculiar. God wants you to be peculiar. And uh, if you guys have any questions about being peculiar, 
contact us, the Curious Christians. We'd love to talk to you guys and uh, interact with you. So that's all the time that we have for the podcast today. We thank you guys for listening, and we will see you on the next one.